Welcome to the Itty Bitty Podcast. I'm your host, Perry Phillips, and because I've killed so many brain cells, I feel like I'm getting dumber as I'm getting older. So the podcast is a great way to learn more about the things that I love. So each week we take a look at topics from the world of pop culture, including music, shout out to hip hop, movies, sports, comic books, video games, psychedelics, cannabis, and more. And the format might not always remain the same from week to week. I'm all over the place. What can I say? And I love the idea of a podcast that changes and grows with our listeners. So before we get too far, if you're listening so far, head over to ittybittypodcast.com to subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. And make sure to say hi to us on social media. It's pretty much at ittybittypodcast for everything um, but without further ado, man, the Itty Bitty Podcast is anything but Itty Bitty. So let's get it going. Welcome to episode 45 of the Itty Bitty Podcast. My name is Perry Phillips. Not doing the regular intro today. I'm just going to do a quick little intro to get ready for the show. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, so as everybody knows, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Um, and this episode was really, I mean, it's just about toys so it kind of seems um minuscule in the grand scheme of things um with all that is going on right now and uh so i figured i would talk about that for just a quick brief minute um yeah so we've recorded this episode like right at the very beginning of you know the protest it was i think it was like the first day of them or maybe the day before I don't remember but I did the psychedelic podcast after so we don't really talk about that at all we really just kind of talked about I mean we talked a little bit about COVID even um, but for the most part we were talking about toys and you know not really knowing what the next week to a week and a half would hold and uh, yeah it's been kind of crazy I think that uh, if you have an opinion um, on anything that that is going on right now I you know I just urge you to not be like ready to die on that hill you know be be ready to have conversations and um, you know just be open to other people's perspectives and opinions and uh, don't just fucking jump down people's throats if they say something you disagree with actually listen to them. I mean, you're not going to get anywhere by just fucking attacking people. Um, I mean, there are a lot of people that deserve to be attacked, though. It's, it's fucking, it's rough, man. I don't know. So, that being said, I mean, we should just probably start the podcast. I, I don't know what else to say. Um, I am going to do a giveaway. It was supposed to be for the first year of the podcast to celebrate that. Um but I think I'm going to try to do something where we, we give back um, to a community that's given me so much. I mean, like, I'm a big fan of black culture, and and so if there if there's a fight for black people, I think that um, we should all get involved and not, and not try to discredit what they're saying if they're saying it's happening. Um, I know it's not, like, the most poignant shit you've fucking heard. You've probably heard a million takes on this all week, but, yeah. I mean, I just, just fucking be open to listening. That's it. So this week on the show, we talked to Dwayne from Dwayne Shoots Toys. Um, this dude shoots some dope 
uh, it's like technically just art. That's what it is. I mean, he does like little pinups and posters and shit. Um, but he puts them in these cool, like he'll take action figures and put them in like these little sets. You know, he did one, I forget who the action figure was, but he did like hot ones and he made all the little hot sauces and, and he's got the videos on his YouTube as well. So you can see the behind the scenes stuff, but go to his Instagram. It's Dwayne shoots toys and he's got some really, really dope stuff on there. So, you know, we love talking about toys on this show. Every couple weeks we talk about somebody who's either creating toys or, you know, using toys to do dope shit. So without any more fucking yammering from me, um, eventually I want to have a conversation, like an actual conversation about this stuff um, rather than just a couple minutes at the beginning of an episode. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that I can get um, a couple friends of mine together to do to do an episode so yeah so that being said this is not a podcast about Dwayne shoots toys this is the itty bitty podcast it's anything but and it starts now welcome to the itty bitty podcast Welcome to another episode of the Itty Bitty Podcast. My guest this week, we've already done the intros and stuff, but Dwayne of Dwayne Shoots Toys. And you combine a lot of my favorite stuff. Um, I mean, what do you consider it? Is it considered art? Is it considered like toy collecting? It's a mashup of kind of everything. Why don't you tell everybody what you do um, and how you got started in, in shooting toys? Yeah, I'm a toy photographer. So uh, basically what I do is I take action figures, uh, things like Spider-Man or, you know, Stormtroopers, and I build little dioramas for them. Uh, I'll set up a scene and then pose those figures in the dioramas. And I'll take a photo with my camera and ultimately create art out of it. And a lot of my, my scenes revolve around nostalgia, video games, hip hop, sneakers, Basically, all my interests I try to combine into my art and uh, just create uh, interesting little scenes out of it. And um, I really stumbled upon this whole thing by accident. You know, before I did any of this, um, I was just someone who was trying to learn how to use a camera. I I liked uh, travel photography and I was um, trying to uh, learn how to take better travel photos, landscape photos, that kind of thing. And uh, one day I was I was on YouTube just trying to learn how to use my camera. And I stumbled upon this this one random video of a photographer who was uh, taking photos of model cars. And I saw that and I was like, wow, this is kind of neat. And I started going down that that rabbit hole and I discovered this community online of people who were taking photos of action figures. And I just uh, thought that was really cool. And I. Uh, picked up some figures myself and started experimenting. And, you know, two and a half years later, I'm, I'm here making uh, some pretty fun art on uh, social media. Now, I feel like that's an understatement because I've watched some of your YouTube videos and you can tell, 
I mean, I'll, I'll watch like a four minute video and I'm just like, I know that this took hours and hours and hours of work. Um, and, but you, you honestly capture it in like the quick, for, you give a quick, concise, like behind the scenes of how you made everything that's on your Instagram account. And, but it's just the, how much work actually goes into it. Cause I know that the, the, at the end of the day, it's like a four minute video is what we see. And then we see the finished product. But for you, I'm sure there's, you have to search for the toy that you're going to use. I'm sure you probably have to make some, a lot of the props that you're using. Um, I'm sure you have to find certain things if it's like a specific scene that you want to shoot. So how, what's the process like? Is it usually weeks? Is it hours? Is it like, what's your, your process? Well, there's definitely a lot of work that goes into it that I don't show in my videos, obviously. Um, on average, these days, I would say it takes maybe between three and four days to make a photo from start to finish. And, um, you know, once I have an idea in my mind, the first thing I'll do is build the the set or the accessories within that set. And that process depending on the complexity can, can take a couple of days. Um, that may require me to look up images on, on Google, for example, like, let's just say I'm, I'm building, um, a scene that, uh, has some, some vintage toy boxes, for example. Um, I will first have to look up images on Google of those vintage toy boxes and then arrange them into a Photoshop template print out a miniature version of that template and then cut out each box and glue, uh, fold it together and glue it. And then, you know, I'll repeat that process several times until I have a, a series of um, little toy boxes in my scene. And then I'll build uh, the furniture, the backdrops, the carpet, the, the walls. Uh, I'll have to print out images for any photos I want to have on those walls. And then I have to pose the, fi the figures and uh, then take the photo and well I get the lighting right and then take the photo and then import that into photoshop and touch it up fix the blemishes and then finally you have the end product so there's a lot of little steps along the way um but uh yeah from start to finish i'd, I'd say three four days on average and then I'm gonna. I'm all over the place. I apologize, but now, as far as like the scenarios that you come up with, is that something that you're just like, I want to see, you know, Goku and Piccolo playing Pogs, or I want to see, you know, any of the different like the Jordan ones that you've done recently, or is that because like if something comes up pop culture wise, do you kind of make something to kind of go along with that. Um, so what? How do you kind of come up with that stuff? Yeah, I have a, a text file on my computer. And whenever I get an idea, I'll write it down in that text file. And at the moment, I've probably got 100 or 200 different ideas um, sketched out more or less on there. And I'll pick and choose an idea whenever I feel inspired to work on it. And sometimes it does revolve around current events, like the Jordan documentary that came out a few weeks ago. Um, that was I, amazing, by the way. Yeah, it was great, great documentary. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I felt inspired to you know, ride that wave and create uh, art related to that. And I think I made about three or four um, different Jordan related uh, shots during that time period as the documentary came out. So sometimes it is current events. Uh, other times it's just something completely random. Um, a lot of 
like I said earlier, a lot of my photos revolve around nostalgia. So I, I like tapping into childhood memories. And that's where most of my ideas come from, either childhood or teenage memories that I want to recreate. Uh, oh, you're breaking up for a second. Hold on there. Are you there? I'm here. Yeah, I can I see you now. It, it I don't froze for a second. Yeah, I've <laughs> never had that happen. I, I can edit out at least um, the audio of that. That's not a big deal. Um, it's still, it recording. still recording. Okay. Yeah, it says it's cool. still recording. So I don't know. I finally like bit the bullet, and I'm like, I'm gonna pay for Zoom, and now it's uh-huh. acting up. So that's awesome. <laughs> the free can you still see me, or am I frozen in your thing? Uh you look well. You, I could see you just a second ago, but now you're frozen. Nope, nope. That- I could see you now. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I, I mean, this everybody's kind of used to this at this point now. I mean, everybody's yeah. kind of used to Zoom. Um, cool. But we were talking a little bit about like the kind of riding the wave of pop culture, yeah. Um, and and the Jordan documentary, and um, I feel like right now that's what people are like, craving is nostalgia with uh, with everything that's going on and people stuck inside. Um, it's just nostalgia makes people feel good. And I feel like you, I've seen a lot of different artists on Instagram who do like different action figure type scenes, but I've seen a lot of them do, will do like fight scenes or they'll, they'll be like superheroes in their actual element. Um, but I like the fact that you take those, those mashups that you wouldn't necessarily think of and kind of make them, you know, kind of all the different stuff that I love. Like the reason I started this podcast was because I wanted to talk about the things that I liked, you know, I, I, involve myself heavily in nostalgia stuff pop culture you know i love old hip-hop i love toys i love all types of stuff so to see you kind of bring those things alive and you're and to put your own little twist on it is really cool um as far as like action figures and all that stuff goes were you somebody who was into action figures before i know you had kind of done it as a way to learn um how to shoot different things but had you been into toys and, and action figures before that Actually, I, I wasn't a collector when I first started. No. Um, I, I had a lot of toys when I was a kid. And then when I hit maybe 13 or so, I ended up selling a lot of them. That's how I did and, it. I, I hate my not hate myself for it, but I'm kicking <laughs> myself as an adult. Yeah, you wish you hung on to those, those old classic uh, vintage toys. But uh, no, so I sold them at that age. And then I never bought another action figure until until I started doing this a couple of years ago. So I'm, you know, in my thirties and, um, yeah. So I, I wasn't a collector really before I started. And then I, I just, um, over the course of a couple of years, I just bought a ton of figures to uh, facilitate this hobby. And, uh, I kind of consider these, these action figures to be like my, my paintbrushes. So, you know, I, I like having a lot of different paintbrushes or I guess a palette of colors to to work with when I create my art so that's I I still don't consider myself a collector I just have a lot of action figures that I um, use to to create art with dip into anytime yeah yeah so like most of my figures are just stored away in plastic cases I don't really have them on display anywhere I just pull them out whenever I need them but uh, yeah now I I was kind of going through some of your older videos where you do were you doing custom toys at one point too? No, no. I mean, I, I have, I, I create 
I, I customize my figures out of um, necessity to of necessity. bring my ideas. Yeah, bring my ideas uh, out. But uh, I haven't done any, you know, customization for the purpose of you know selling or anything like that. And you can get you, all of your everything you shoot is available as prints, correct? Uh, yeah, most most of my shots are available as prints. Yeah. Now, do you do any other types of photography, or is this pretty much what you focus your main? This is your main stuff right now. Right now, I'm just focusing on this. Uh, before I got into it, I was really into travel photography, landscapes, outdoor stuff. Mm. But uh, I haven't done that since I started doing this. What was uh, what was some stuff that you were excited? I mean, I know that a lot of stuff has kind of gotten canceled. Like we had Black Widow that was supposed to come out this year. Uh, I know that got pushed back. We had there's a couple other big stuff that I'm I'm like drawing a blank on right now that's supposed to be coming out soon. But had you had any like big plans for any type of art that you were going to do to coincide with any of those new movies coming out or anything like that? Or I, I don't want to ruin any of your, your surprises, but uh, nothing really planned to, uh, to coordinate with movie releases. No, no, um, no. I have a lot of ideas, but they're just random ideas that I can pretty much do anytime. Um, I think I, I did have, I guess, a couple of uh commission projects that I was supposed to work on that were related to the um, March Madness NCAA tournament. Mm. Um, but that just got canceled right away. So I couldn't work on those. But aside so, from that, nothing. Yeah. Is that something that you do as well? Like, will somebody come to you and say, hey, I really have this idea that I want you to to make bring to life. Um, can you do this for me? And uh, is that something you've done in the past? Or is that something that you would would ever do? Yeah, that's something I would do on a case-by-case -case basis. This was actually um, a company that wanted me to do something for them. So in those situations, I'm probably more likely to do it as opposed to like just a you know person just wanting a personal commission. I'm open to a lot of different things. It really depends on the, the situation. Right. Um, yeah. So now where, uh, where are you at? You're in Canada? Yeah, yeah. Canada. I'm in Edmonton, Canada. So how, I mean, we can switch gears a little bit. We can, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about at this point. Um, but I wanted to ask you a little bit, since you're in Canada, um, how has your, like, how has your, it been for you as far as COVID? I know everybody's kind of handling things differently. Where we're at, it's kind of all over the place. I mean, nobody really knows what's going on. Um, and it's just kind of a, a big mess. So how are things where you're at? It's it's somewhat similar. I would say in the city that I live in, it hasn't been um, too too bad. Yeah, you know we're in relatively good shape compared to some other cities. Like I, I know New York had a really tough time. And yeah, New York is the big one. Yeah, but here we've been relatively good. Yeah, um, yeah. So I I mean obviously we still have the same kind of restrictions uh safety precautions when you go to the store you know they make you line up outside and you gotta you know social distancing all that kind of stuff is in place here how has um, that affected like do you ever have to go do you ever go searching for figures out in store like walmart and target and all that stuff and like how has that affected you have you had to like force or uh, switch to, to like online buying and stuff more yeah, I, I buy most of my figures online anyway. Oh, yeah. So I've just been doing more of that. The only problem is uh, the shipping has been incredibly slow at this time because mm. um, I have to order a lot of my stuff outside of Canada. Yeah. So 
either the U.S. or Asia. And, uh, you know, coming from those places, it, it takes a long time going through customs and, and things are being held at the border. And it just it takes a lot longer than the normal. Yeah. So I've been trying to find uh, sellers that are within the country to speed it up. But even even then, it's still somewhat slow. Do you have like a, a holy grail toy that you're looking for that you are trying to do um, that you want to shoot? Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Uh, there's, uh, I'd love to get, um, are, are you familiar with hot toys? And yes, I love hot toys. Those are, those things are like badass. Yeah. So they're like the high end one, six scale collectibles. Like they're pretty expensive, you know, mm-hmm. maybe 300, $400 a, a figure, but, uh, there's a Thanos hot toys, Thanos. And, uh, and it just, it looks amazing. I would love to have one of those uh, sometime. Is it the and, Thanos from like the recent movies that that came? Well, out? that one too. There's the armored Thanos, and then there's the um, I think it was the Infinity War. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's a couple of them. I, I would love either of them. They look great. <laughs> I feel like to get that realistic look that you have in a lot of those those the shots that you get i feel like you would have to do something like hot toys or go with higher quality toys um i mean yeah, you couldn't be I, using like some kenner from like back in the 70s yeah yeah well, it's, it's interesting because those vintage toys they definitely have a lot of appeal because those are the toys that a lot of us had as kids right the only issue is that the articulation on those figures is terrible compared to the newer figures like you know with the old ones, you can maybe move the arms up and down, but that's about it, right? Right. And uh, yeah, the new figures have so many points of articulation. You can really get in deep and, and pose them in, in uh, interesting ways. So um, I definitely tend to use these these newer figures. And uh, if I could, I mean, all my figures would be Hot Toys figures, but they're, they're quite expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have the luxury of doing like, of recreating the toys from when you were a kid like and have the the characters playing with them or something like that like i've seen you do the mini like mini versions of old school toys and have like you know like deadpool sitting listening to records or something or listening to a cd player while he's like going through different um different things but yeah i mean what is the like doesn't that bother you like do you not like get driven crazy with tedious stuff for me, I just go crazy when I have to do like the same little tiny details and stuff that drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not too bad. You know, I, I get used to it after a while. Usually what I'll do is I'll throw on like a podcast or some, some show or something and just, you know, watch that or listen to that as I'm sitting there crafting. Right. And it helps the process go by so much by. quicker. Yeah. So what's some, uh, you said you were into like, Hip hop. I always like to talk about hip hop with people who like hip hop. So, what are some uh, some old school hip hop like t- groups that you would want to recreate with um, Dwayne Shoots toys? Yeah. So, I grew up listening primarily to West Coast hip hop. So, okay. I loved all the Death Row record stuff: Snoop, Dre, uh, Tupac, Warren G. That that kind of stuff. And uh, I, I do have a Tupac figure. I have a Snoop figure. I don't have a Dre. That would be kind of cool. Um, any of the Death Row stuff, I, it would be fun to recreate those scenes for sure. That would be really dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even like, you know, I, I've got a Biggie too. So like 
on the east coast all the bad boy records stuff would be kind of fun to, to mess around with you know well yeah anytime you have biggie tupac stuff people love that stuff too yeah yeah and it's it's fun like you know i've, I've done shots with uh biggie and tupac dressed up as avengers or like i had i think i had biggie playing um nintendo or sega genesis those kind of scenes right so those are really fun to, to make for sure do you ever like get into those old games do you ever have time to play any of the old the old games or uh you know i haven't in a no. long time no, yeah i used to I, I grew up playing the uh the nes primarily yeah and that was my my favorite system i'd say I also had uh, a Commodore 64. I don't know if you remember that, but that was like a yeah, personal that. computer. Yeah, into that. And then uh, I didn't have a Super Nintendo, but around that time, I got more into PC gaming. Mm. So I was just playing like, I don't know, Quake and Doom and those old classic uh, PC games for sure. I spent that. And then, yeah, uh, got into the Xbox and PlayStation later on. But recently, I haven't played too much. Yeah. I know I, I find it hard to find time. We, I have a kid coming in like a month, so I'm, we've just been getting the house ready. Um, I play oh, for wow. like a little bit, and then I feel like it's it's almost like, it's, depending on what you're playing, like it, it's almost like it's extra work. You're just like, I'm too exhausted to play this game right now. Um, yeah. I don't get like that too, too much. But even when I go to play, because I have a couple of the old systems, I've got like the Super NES and the NES. i got a couple of those lying around. But anytime I go to play them, it's like it's such a hassle to get them hooked up and set up because they have all the old plugins and like <laughs> I have it set up so it should be easy, but it's never you got to take the game out and blow in it and do all that stuff. So anytime yeah. I try to go and, and sit down, it's just so time consuming that I'm like, I'll play for five minutes. I'm like, it's just not worth it. Um, yeah. But, but growing up yeah. playing those games, man, they were, they were a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was it was fun because like, I remember as a kid when when they would drop these new games or the new, the new six uh, systems, the next generation systems, like the 16 bit systems came out and we're like, man, these, these graphics are amazing, cutting edge. Right. And then, you know, 30 years later, you look back and you're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it weren't that great. But, uh, at the time it was, it was uh, super exciting. I know just when seeing all these games that have been doing like re reboot reboots or remakes, or whatever you want to call them, um, like Resident Evil just came out with one or two different remakes and they look just the look alone. It's like, I don't want to play that game. Resident Evil terrified me enough when it was shitty graphics. Like, I don't want to watch it <laughs> with amazing graphics and, you know, be chased down by Nemesis or whatever. Um, yeah. But those the, the newer games now that just the graphics look so, so good. Um, it's amazing what they could do with uh some of the new franchises and stuff have you ever done any uh anything with any video game characters besides like the the classics or anything like that um well you know i've, I've done yeah just the classics you know mario luigi sonic um I, i've had other characters playing video games yeah um but as far as video game characters themselves i haven't done too much outside of the um the classic uh, original characters now I uh, I'm not a big sneakerhead, but I do like I do appreciate a good pair of sneakers. The reason I'm not a sneakerhead is because I would get them dirty like the first day. Anytime I wear a pair of sneakers, <laughs> they're dirty the first day. So um, yeah. But I've seen a couple of your you've done some stuff with like little mini shoes. Um, are you big into sneakers? Is that something that you're big about or? 
Is there like a collection that you've got somewhere of those? Well, it's interesting because I, I love, I, I really appreciate sneakers, but I'm not necessarily in a financial situation to afford a lot of nice sneakers. Mm. So I've, I've satisfied that uh, desire by buying a lot of the miniature uh, sneakers. So, I've so got those a, are actually purchased. Those aren't because I, I was looking at those originally thinking that you were making those. No, no, no. Like I, I would love to eventually uh, learn 3D modeling and, and make my own sneakers. But for the time being, I'm uh, getting them online. Oh, and, nice. Uh, they manufacture them, I think, in uh, in Asia. So um, I just, you know, get a bunch of those and then work with them. But yeah, I've, I've got a big collection of miniature sneakers, uh, probably about 40, 50 pairs. Um, but you know, no, nothing, uh, not very many actual sneakers. I've got a you know, couple of Jordans and that's about it. I mean, if you shoot them the way that you shoot those other toys, nobody will have to know. You just shoot them up close and it'll look like you, they're your shoes you yeah. know? and just, and then flex <laughs> on Instagram. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm big. I mean, I've been lately, I've been big into sports cards. I know they've been making a comeback has that hit Canada? Because it seems like it started to get bigger and bigger here in the U.S. and you can't get cards almost anywhere. Um, like I live in the sticks and they are sold out damn near every every Walmart and Target is sold out with people locked down. Um, has has that happened in Canada? Have you seen people an uptick? Because that's, uh, that's a big nostalgia thing there is sports cards. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's huge. Yeah. Sports cards are huge. And uh I don't see you collected sports cards when you were a kid. I did when I was a kid. And then I, you know, once, like you said, like right when I, once I got around the age of like 14 and 15, um, you know, I was a bad kid. I started drinking and partying around like 15, 16. (laughs) Once I got into partying, I was like, fuck these toys. I don't care. I'm too cool for that. And now as an adult, I'm like, I wish I didn't do any of that stupid stuff. And I wish I still had all these toys. Um, but like, yeah, I just kind of gave it up. I still have a, a small collection at my mom's of some cards and then I, and I was into Pokemon cards too. So like I have a couple of those as well and those have, you know, come back and surged. Um, I've told the story on the podcast, but I keep, uh, watching the price of it go up, but the, the Charizard, I have one of those original Charizard Pokemon oh, cards. Yeah. Those things are worth like 55 grand and it's, it's somewhere at my mom's house. I'm hoping. So we're moving her out of there soon. So we're hoping that we can find it, um, when she moves, but yeah, yeah, you just, definitely got to find that. <laughs> but yeah, so I was into it before, and now I'm like all the way back in, and uh, it's just it's crazy how how big it's gotten. Like the prices on these things are soaring. Yeah, well, what's interesting is that a lot of the sports cards that were produced in the '90s aren't necessarily worth that much because they were mass producing. Right. A lot of these the cards. Junk era, yeah. Yeah, there's that junk era, right? Now they're doing all these limited print runs, so you got some cards that are you know, one of one or, you know, one of 200 or something. So they're very limited. So it's crazy. Like, you know, I, I look at some of the prices on eBay and some of the rare ones are going for tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. for, a, you know, a brand new card. It, it's it's crazy. But, I just uh, saw yeah, Mike, was it Mike Trout's rookie card just sold for like 900,000 or something ridiculous <sighs> like that? Um, Insane. It, it's fun too. I mean, it's like, especially when everybody locked down, it's like when they canceled the NBA season. I had just gotten into cards a couple of weeks prior to that, like, you know, started to get back into collecting. And then the the pandemic hit and everything got shut down. They shut down NBA and everybody was like worried that the trading card market would 
shut down. And I'm like, no, people are going to be bored. So I, that's when I just started buying. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to buy stuff cheap. And I got in right at the perfect time. And sure enough, it's been like, because people have nothing to do, breaks, people are paying to watch other people open cards. Like those people are, are making a killing. I'm in a couple of groups on Facebook and they'll start, you know, I think four o'clock in the afternoon and they'll go until like four in the morning. I'll like see the <laughs> notifications from my phone. I'm like, this is insane. Um, yeah. So it's just crazy how big it's gotten. And, and I think that the, the pandemic helped that, that to get to that point because people are bored. Yeah. Is it uh, primarily baseball or basketball that you're into? Uh, I'm into basketball. I used to be into baseball. I have a couple of baseball cards, but I, it's just, I haven't followed baseball in a long time. So I have to kind of limit what I do. I do basketball, a little bit of football, um, but I stick to like basketball and Pokemon. Mm, okay. But yeah, it's, it, it can get, you can get carried away with, um, if you are into baseball and basketball and football and, but yeah, like right now tops is, uh, releasing this set called the uh, project 2020. I don't know if you, I am it. on top of that. I know okay. I, I've been watching those. Those are like selling out and, and doing some work on eBay. So oh, it's crazy. Like someone will buy a card and then flip it like a few weeks later yeah, for hundreds or even thousands of dollars. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm testing the waters with that one. I got a Ken Griffey, uh, but it's, like I got 20, that one too. It's like 20 bucks, <laughs> zero shipping. I was, I yeah. went to go fill it out the thing. I'm like 20 bucks, nothing else. And, um, yeah. And then they've got the other ones. I think it, it's 20 bucks or it's 200 for like the limit, limit, limited print print one. Uh, but yeah. I think they're both limited prints and they come all sealed up like nice. It's basically art and sports. So I think those, those are, are really awesome. Uh, I'm glad yeah. that you brought those up. Have you, so have you just gotten the Ken Griffey one? Yeah. I got like the one that they released like a couple of days ago. Yeah. The, um, yeah. The, uh, it's weird Shore. looking, but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is with that one, so they're basically printing as many cards as there's a demand for. Right. So with that one, I, they just released the numbers and I think they printed like 99,000 of them because there's such a huge demand for it. So I don't know if they're going to be worth that much. Um, uh, some, of the, some of the earlier ones, they only had like a limited run. Limited of print run. So it's going to be interesting to see how things go moving forward because, uh, you know, they're probably, people are really catching on to this. So they're probably going to be, going to be printing thousands, tens of thousands of these cards. So yeah. Who knows where the value will go. I know. That's why I'm like, a, part of me wants to get in on that. But I'm like, I, I stumbled upon, I got a, like, I went to Walmart. I've been looking all over and I was the, the guy who, who bought out a store. Finally, I was like, I can't find it anywhere. Couldn't find, I've been looking at Walmart, Target. So finally I had a, a, an appointment, um, like just a, a checkup and it was early the other day. So I'm like, let me go check Walmart on the way to my appointment. And they must have just restocked because it was completely full of the Panini Mosaic. So I just grabbed oh, wow. it all. I'm like, I'm just going to take it all. And yeah. so I was going to sell it at first, but I'm like, I'm having too much fun. My, I have like this Walmart display just sitting in my in my little studio room. <laughs> and I'm like, I can go pick it out and grab a, a, a little pack. Nice. So. But yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's uh, I'm glad that the hobby has kind of taken off again. And I don't understand people who get mad at people for making money flipping cards. It's like, just because they're like, they will tell people to get a job. They're like, get a job. Don't, it's like, well, if they're making money flipping cards, don't be mad that you have to go work your job. Like you yeah. could be doing that too. 
Like you just, it takes a little bit of effort. I mean, and these guys are driving to, you know, spending gas money and hitting up different stores. So when they find it, I mean, they kind of deserve to make money off of it. Um, But then the other half of people is like, it's a kid's hobby. So it's like, it's hard to, I don't know, technically is, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. so how like were you into sports and stuff when you were younger did you were you like an athlete or did you were you just like a big sports fan i wouldn't say i was an athlete no (laughs) but uh, i definitely appreciated sports Uh, growing up in canada hockey was my favorite sport uh since i was young so that's that's the the sport that i follow the most um as far as the other ones like football basketball i'm a casual fan um you know I, I like to stay up on what's happening but I, I won't watch all the games um generally i get more into it as the playoffs come around so yeah. I, I will watch like the the nfl playoffs and nba playoffs um i don't really watch baseball until maybe the the latter part of the playoffs maybe the world series maybe some too the many series. games it's just yeah. too many yeah there's just so many <laughs> and it, it depends on the, the teams that are playing right so being canadian um the Blue Jays are the, the only team I'd really follow in baseball. Right. So um, they didn't do that well recently. So um, yeah, but hockey is, uh, is the main one that I follow. And uh, it's, you know, kind of an interesting time because these leagues are trying to figure out how to proceed with the, um, with the season and the playoffs. Right. So they're trying to figure out some kind of like shortened um, playoff structure. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get something, something going soon. Yeah, I've been I haven't been in as into hockey as I really want to. Um I was when I lived in uh California, I lived in Los Angeles, I had access to a lot more channels. Now that I live in the middle of nowhere, it's kind of hard to keep up on everything that's going on, but hockey is one of those sports that I think that more people would be into if they understood like I I know a lot of people who are like, "Oh, I've seen hockey, but I just don't get it, and therefore I'm not yeah. into it. Once I learned the like the basic rules of hockey, it's one of the most fun sports to watch. Um, either go to the games or watch on TV. Like I went to a bunch of different hockey games when I lived in California. I went and saw mm-hmm. the Anaheim uh, Mighty Ducks. I went and saw the Kings. I went and saw the Kings play the Bruins. Um, so it was like I got to see my favorite team play on the West Coast. Um, but yeah, and I've noticed that out here, I live up in Washington now and they're getting their first team, I think next year. Um, and people just aren't as pumped as I like, as they should be. Um, Hmm. they don't have a basketball team anymore. The supersonics are gone and all they have is they've got football, they've got, um, they've got soccer. And then I think, and then they got the Mariners, but I think that's it. Yeah. So I would be pumped if I was, you know, a Seattleite to get a team. Hockey's super, super fun to watch. Um, but yeah. yeah, so did you play a little bit at all? I never got, I was always afraid to get hit with the puck. I, I never played ice hockey. I, I would always play, um, you know, street hockey with friends or floor hockey in, in gym class, but uh, never ice hockey. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's just, I just grew up watching it. Like everyone watches it pretty much here, right? So, and this, this is like, it's a hockey town. So that's, uh, that's something that everyone gets into. Nice. Now, who have you done any hockey shots yet? Like any? I've done a photos? couple. I, I really, I, I want to do more, but unfortunately, they don't really make a lot of hockey action figures. Mm, and that's weird, right? 
Yeah. The reason I do a lot of basketball shots is because there's so many uh, figures available. Like there's the, you know, Jordans and Kobe's and LeBron's all those. So uh, it's easy to come up with ideas with those figures, but hockey, um, there aren't, uh, I mean, I have a couple of statues and I've used those uh, in some of my photos, but they aren't, uh, you can't move the, the body parts on those. So it's, it's difficult to take a lot of different shots with them. Um, so I haven't done, I've, I've done maybe two or three hockey related photos. Mm. And yeah. now who is your, like, who's your all time favorite? I mean, I know it's hard to kind of pick one, one hockey player, but who would be like your all time favorite hockey player if you had to pick uh, just one? Well, when I was a kid, uh, Timu Solani was, uh, uh he played on, I, I was born in Winnipeg. Okay. So um, the Winnipeg Jets was the team that I initially followed when I was young. And Timo Solani uh, had an incredible few years with them. And he he's, just, he's an incredible player. So I, I would say probably him. And he later on played in uh, Anaheim and San Jose and Colorado briefly. So um, I went to his, he had uh, his retirement, Jersey retirement ceremony in Anaheim a few years ago. And I traveled over there to, to see that. And it was really an exciting time. So I would say him, Timo Solani. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're probably not yeah. going to find an action figure of him, though. No, I have like a little <laughs> statue, but uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now, where do you like, where do you see this going as far as, is this going to be, something that you plan on expanding on in the future? Are you going to make it bigger? Are you going to like, what's your plan as far as uh, Dwayne shoots toys goes? There's definitely a lot of potential in this. And there's actually a relatively big community of toy photographers on, on Instagram and, and social media. And I think we're still kind of, this whole thing is sort of in its infancy. And I think over the next you know, three, four years, things are really going to start taking off as more people discover this toy photography uh, art. Um, me personally, I would love to work on um, projects like, you know, eventually maybe designing album covers for artists mm. or just creating all kinds of interesting art. And that would be cool. Artists. Yeah, there's, there's so much potential in this thing because it, it's, it's, it's art, right? And we're just happening to use action figures to create that art. It's just a little bit of a different style. So, um, yeah, like I, I would love to do that. And, and uh, I think one of my main goals is to help expose this art form to the, the mainstream. And uh, I just want to get more recognition for this art form and introduce more people to it. It's honestly, I've spent... Uh like the reason I stumbled on to I, like, I've had a couple different toy people come on the show before just cause I, I love toys. It's one of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. And part of the way that I've found different people is not like searching specifically, you know, toy photographers. It's been searching for things like subsets within pop culture. And I'll end up getting stuck on your page or somebody else's page. And I'll just sit there for like, couple could like 30 minutes just scrolling through and then like looking at every, all the different videos and just kind of checking out all those different different scenarios that you've created and 
I know that I've that's how I've discovered like 90% of these awesome toy photographers is just getting sidetracked and stuck on their page. So, I mean, I, I think, like you said, the potential for this is huge, especially if you start getting, you know, like I know you did a LeBron James uh, Taco Tuesday thing uh, recently but like let's yeah. say you you were to do a lebron james thing with lebron james blessing like you know how much how dope that would be if you had so i i think the possibilities are endless for 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 this and i'm i'm really excited to see what you're you're going to do in the future yeah um now is there uh was there any other anything else that you wanted to plug before we start wrapping it up here um, nothing really, uh, I mean, just my social media, I guess, you know, Dwayne shoots toys. I'm on pretty much every platform out there from YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Yeah. And you do like the behind the scenes on the YouTube page. So if you go to the Instagram and you check out all the work, chances are you, you have a, a behind the scenes video on YouTube for it. Correct. I, yeah. I have a lot of, um, just, yeah, random behind the scenes videos on there and, and same with TikTok. I do a lot of content on TikTok. Oh, TikTok as well. is huge. Yeah. yeah. I'm really bad at TikTok. I, it's, <laughs> my TikTok is really embarrassing. Like, yeah, it's just, there's like one of me farting and then I think it's just random stuff. Um, but, but so I wanted to actually ask you real quick, or I just wanted to say one thing, but I was watching a couple of your videos on, on YouTube and it's almost like you, you could almost get like lost in a trance when, with, the way you're describing what you're doing and watching you like make the little clay pieces and mold everything and kind of paint everything and describe it. It's almost like it's, it's kind of soothing to watch. It's, it's weird. Um, (laughs) I don't, it's, it's, I know that's kind of a weird compliment, but I was watching it today. I was like, this is kind of relaxing. It's almost like when you watch Bob Ross and he's like, you know, he starts to go on the painting and you're just like, what's he going to do? And then, you know, it just kind of, and then, two hours later you've watched you know five episodes of bob ross painting um that's just kind of how i felt watching yourself it just kind of has that same effect not a, it's kind of a weird compliment but it's kinda... that's cool I'll, I'll take it i've never had anyone say that before so <laughs> what we do on the itty bitty podcast but yeah. anyway yeah so did you did you have a website as well uh, yeah, it's just um, Basically, it has uh, some of my photography on there and then links to all of my social media as well. Awesome. Well, Dwayne, thanks for coming on. Uh, definitely check out his Instagram. It is awesome. Uh, if there's anything else um, that you want to talk about, other than that, we can finish it up. Yeah, no, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, this should come out next week, I believe, and then um, I'll like send you the link and everything. So... Uh, For everybody else, we'll talk to you next week, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Take care, Dwayne. Thanks again for tuning in to the Itty Bitty Podcast. We're getting closer to the one-year anniversary, so make sure that you subscribe, rate, review, and um, follow so you get up-to-date info on how to enter into that contest. It's going to be a sick giveaway. You're going to love all the shit that's in this giveaway. I'm just going to kind of rattle off a couple of things that we have there. We've got some comic books. We've got some toys, um, hip-hop related toys. We've got um, comic book related toys. We've got some trading card stuff. We've got um, a, like a weed kit, like a joint rolling kit. Um, so if you're a fan of the show and you're a fan of the stuff I talk about on the show, you're going to fucking be through the moon when you see the giveaway that we're doing. Some itty bitty podcasts, swag as well, some stickers and some t-shirts. So we're still working on that. 
I'll be announcing that this week after this episode drops. And uh, yeah, just fucking, I don't know. I don't know what to, how to go out on this episode. So anyway, um, we'll talk to you next week. Peace.